Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I would like to continue a discussion. Really, I shouldn't even say continue. I would like to chazer to learn it. We were zeichen here with the fathers a shear from Rabbi Shapiro Shlita that left a big impression on me, and I'm still working his sugya. I have a practical question with the yeshiva and again that I'm going to share with you soon, a little later, that is very relevant to the sugya Rai Shapiro brought up. I want to study this sugya with the guys a little more, review what Rai Shapiro told us, and tell you a practical shayla that I have that's very connected to what Rai Shapiro told us. Every single morning, and we're Zaychen Yeshiva, more and more guys, the crowds at Shachris are tremendous Kiddush It's been larger, just bigger crowds coming. Beautiful. Bereiv Am Hadras Melech. The beautiful crowd that brings glory to Hashem. And in the mornings, before we say our own Kriyashma, before we're Mekabal O Malcha Shemaim, before a Yid says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekenu Hashem Echad, he accepts O Malcha Shemaim. He describes the angels, the angelic acceptance of Omal HaShemayim. Now the angels, Kabbalah's Omal HaShemayim is like perfect, is incredible. And we describe it in detail leading up to Kriyashma. We describe these angels, Kulam Paischem Espiam, they open their mouths. Biktusha Vitalat. Taran, perfect holiness and purity, Bishiro Bazimra and song, and the Mivarich they praise Mishabeyach, Mifoyer, Maritsu, Makdishum Amlichim, and they sanctify Hashem Okel, the name of Hashem. They give each other reshus. They have tremendous harmony. Each one encouraging the next person. The exact we speak about in yeshiva to grow and cause somebody else to grow. There's always the danger in Hashem's world of wanting to be big but not wanting the next person to be big. And the angels in the perfect angelic way they accept the yoke of Hashem, but they encourage. Each one gives permission, validates, and respects, and allows the next person as well to be maktish, to sanctify their creator. Benachas, calmly. Besafa, brura, very clearly. Vineima, sweetly. Kulam ke'echad einim v'ayim b'yir, and they all say together, Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakis. So we describe every single morning this incredible sanctification of Hashem and the Omar Shemaim, the angels. And I, the, the question Ray Shapiro asked is, why do we do that? We come to why don't we talk so much about the angels doing it perfectly? The Rambam in Marinavuchim says that the purpose of the Kruvim, we know in the Kaidish Kadashim, the holiest place known to us, there was an Arain. In the first base Hamigdash, it was hidden in the second. On top of the Arain was a Kapyrus, was a flat sheet of gold. In the corner of the Kapyrus were two angelic figures that were on top of the Arain. And the Rambam says in Guide to the Perplexed in Mayra Nevuchim that the purpose of those Kruvim is to know that angels exist. So we should have emunah on angels. 
Let's say you don't believe in angels. Why is angels so important to Yiddishkeit? In the Kodesh Kadashim, in the holiest place on earth, there's something that allows us to be maminim, to believe in angels. If you meet a guy on the street, do you guys believe in angels? Yes. Is it important to you? Yes. In our holiest place, the Rambam says, we have two figures to reinforce our belief. Our awareness in angels. What's this sugya of angels? Shabbos comes, our holiest day of the week. Shabbos in time is very similar to the Kaidish Kadashim in place. One more time. Shabbos in time is similar to the Kaidish Kadashim in place. Shabbos is the Beis Hamikdash. Shalashudah's time is Kaidish Kadashim. Shabbos is, 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 is the Beis Hamikdash in time. And on Shabbos, how do every year start Shabbos? We greet the angels. What's these angels? What do they like show up on Shabbos for? Like, what's this deal? What's our fascination with angels? What's the purpose of angels? That could be us and Hashem. What's, what's this angelic figure? What is he? What's the angel? What does the angel mean? Rai Shapiro, learned, we learned together that Gemara and Shabbos where the angels like protest the giving of Torah to human beings. Who are these guys? Are they our rivals? Are they our friends? Are they the angels like started up with humanity? When the thought was to give us Torah, the angels protested. They said, Who's this human being? We're not mask him to this. When Hashem created man, who did he ask? Nasa Adam, let's make man. Nimlach, who he asks the angels? These angels, who are, <laughs> who is this Chevra? They are friends or foe. When Hashem created man, he like told the angels about us. What are these guys? Like, who are this Chevra? These angels around. What's the deal with these angels? These Malachim. We know big people. Rabbi Yosef Cairo wrote a sefer. The Shulchan Aruch wrote a sefer. Angels would come and teach him Torah. And he wrote a sefer based on what the Malach taught him. How do we know not to cut your fingernails, your toenails and your hand nails in the same day? Because the angel taught Rabbi Yosef Cairo that. The angel told him, never cut your hands and your toes. I know it's like convenient. Two for the price of one. No, no, no go. Don't cut your hands and your toenails the same day. Not to cut them the same day, no siree. Very important, very deep. Don't ever cut your hands and your toenails the same day. Very deep. Deep secrets. The hands and the don't cut them the same day. Ooh, no siree. That would be very... You don't understand life if you cut your hands and your toes in the same day. Oh. You, you can't cut them the same day. Too much limitation, too much. Not, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. It's a type of guy who cuts his hands and his toenails. And it's a type of guy. That guy doesn't play enough ball. I yelled at a guy last night. I yelled at him. I didn't say these words, but I was thinking he's a hand and toenail guy on the same day kind of guy. But the angel taught of Yosef Cairo, no siree. That was an angel. Who are these angels who have like these ideas on living? Like, who are they? The Magad Meisharim. Torah was given to us. The angels, and the angel came. The Gra would have angels who wanted to teach him stuff. And there were times the Gra would send away the angels. He said, no, I want to work on it. 
No amelos. It was like a shail of the gra. Angels would come to try to be chavruses with the gra. Sometimes he would let, he wouldn't let. Very fair. Who are, who is the chevra called the angels of what importance? Why are we so into angels? The chazal for the angels protesting different things. What's their deal? Rai Shapiro explained to us, the angels have a certain clarity, are given a view of Hashem in ways that we're not given. And when you have that view, you lose choice. The losing of choice is the clarity that they have doesn't leave. The world of angels is a perfect world of Hashem. You have to believe in angels because of course that world exists. And Hashem created a being who can experience that world. And through us knowing, it's important to know that when you believe in an angel, you're believing in a world of clarity that of course exists. Hester is only an illusion that Hashem created something that can see. It's important to know about a world that that Hester means, hidden means that there's a world of not hiding. There's a world, that we, you know, the, 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 the analogy I can give is if I have something behind a curtain that I don't want to show you guys. I don't want to show you. I say, Victor, come see. Maybe there's nothing there. Do you see? It's here. So you guys, he sees it. It's here. It's very here. The world of angels is a world that the world that we know is hidden exists. And Hashem created a whole barrier that lost choice because theirs is a world of complete clarity. And before we, in our world, Morty, before in our world, with Mechabal Omal Cheshamayim, with our disclared, which by the way is the point of it all, there's a tremendous Kiddush Shamayim in the human being who doesn't see, and doesn't know, and has doubt, and struggle, and difficulty. There's a tremendous opportunity for the human being, gifted by Hashem, that he allows a barrier, he's mitzam same himself, he holds himself back, he doesn't show all, there's this clarity, and in there there's this being called the human who has an opportunity to acknowledge Hashem. The angels get, the whole world of Torah is a world of creating, remember the world was only created for Torah. Without Torah, Hashem would have made a world. The world of Torah means that world of this clarity has an opportunity to discover Hashem. And of course the angels protest. They're a world of clarity. It's, it, it's, it's senseless. There can't be a world of this clarity. It's not in a world of clarity. That's a, it's like a hill Hashem. And Hashem explains that I want these people. I want a world of this, in that world, and the opportunity for a human being amidst challenge, amidst Hester, amidst unclarity, to discover Hashem, I want that. But in that world of this clarity, it's important to know that there's something called clarity. And we're shy to it. We have to fight for it. We have to work towards it, but it's good to know about Could I give, I want to give... Viggy, I want to hear your Shaila. I want to bring this out. This is a Shaila I've had for years. A very dangerous Shaila, Shalom. I want you to hear a Shaila I have. It's one of my one of my best conversations I ever had with a guy in Yeshiva. 
It's one of my best conversations that happened in this holy base medrash. A guy comes to me, a bacher in the yeshiva. He says to me like this. So the guy said, in this base mesh, I'm like, I can't say I'm quoting because I don't remember all his words, but I'm literally saying what he said, literally. I'm paraphrasing and I'm saying as, as like exact what he said, mesh, as much as I can. The guy said, Rebbe, I have found you to be a pretty honest guy. You said things, they were true, what, I, what I've heard. You quoted, Rebbe, you've been pretty honest. Okay, maybe when you say you'll meet me in five minutes, you didn't keep, but I see you want to. You've been pretty honest. And the things you say, I, I hear where you're coming from. Like, it rings true. He said, you say one thing that looks like you're an absolute liar. I, I need to know what you mean. That's pretty intriguing to be told that. What do I say that looks like an absolute lie? He said, you tell people how nice Shabbos is here in Yeshiva. And he said, I'll tell you the truth, that I can't stand Shabbos in Yeshiva. I'm bored. I sit in my dorm and lose my mind. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about magical. It's not like Emmett, magical, electric. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he tells me. I always clear, I always clear if I should introduce a 10th grader or many 12th graders, if I should even tell them what's right next door to them. Now, I'm talking here to 12th graders, and most guys in the room already know what I'm talking about. Now, I want to say like this. I want to say like this. I want to say the dangers of doing it and the good part of doing what I'm about to do. Now, I'm doing it right now, but I'm not talking to the 10th and 11th grader yeshiva. I'm going to do something as follows. I happen to love when a guy comes to me. There have been guys, 12th graders, 13th graders, and there are guys who left the yeshiva and come back years later for a Shabbos. I have a collection. They said, Rebbe, that Shabbos was nuts. As if like Shabbos changed, that Shabbos was always here. I want a Shabbos that's precious and magical. You know their 10th graders, if their parents came for Shabbos, the Shabbos that they're sitting there like, I'm bored and it's crazy. And the parents would come, would lose their mind. I'm going to give many examples, many, many examples. I don't like missing a Shabbos here. I walk out of a Shabbos here. I'm exhausted. It's tiring. We do a lot together. And I felt like I've gone places over Shabbos. I've gotten places. The Shabbos we have here is incredibly intense. You have a Web, Reb, Reb, Rabbi Weberman, a tzaddik, a Talmud Chacham. He came twice for Shabbos. He lost his mind. He like and he and he, he, he did a Shabbos, a precious experience. Reb Nissen Black, a gear from Seattle, searching for truth, who craves truth, asked if he can come for Shabbos. He lost his mind from Shabbos. He asked me, "Could I start? I want to come back more Shabbos." A Yid Reb Dov Perkal, the Sadik, is a successful man. He owns this camp. He does big things. He had a Shabbos. He was able to get away. He traveled to your yeshiva Shabbos was like that experience recharged me. I feel ready to go. This 24-year-old yeshiva bacher wrote a letter. He spent the Shabbos here. He put out a letter. My parents got it. He put it out to the world. Our t- my father called me last night reading the letter to me. And my father was nishtoyman from the letter that he captured a lot of the essence of the yeshiva. He was like, he walked away from Shabbos feeling his life has changed. Now, the Shabbos... 
we can easily make a 10th grade Shabbos. I'd have Gaga in the gym sometime in the afternoon. We would do a lot of stuff. And I don't say we shouldn't do it, by the way. I just say we don't have endless resources. We have a limited number of people. And I'd rather, we, I want to create a Shabbos that a serious person who's serving Hashem intensely will have a magical Shabbos, a serious Shabbos. There's something called Shabbos. The songs of Shabbos are very exact. We don't sing, it's not just sing whatever you want. There's, I have a Chiddush, I let the Olam sing Eilecha. I call it a certain Bacher song because the Chiddush that we sing Eilecha, because the vibe of Shabbos is not, is not craving. It's not, it, the vibe of Shabbos is a rival, not craving. It's a tifazach. Shabbos, this Shabbos says something. Shabbos is a rival, not travel. It's a, it's a sogya. What Shabbos is, and say, there are songs that are Shabbos songs and songs that aren't Shabbos songs. Shabbos is, is talking to us and says something to us, Shabbos. Now, the songs of Shabbos that are sung are very important. Zmiris, what you sing and what you don't sing. And there's, there's, there's an Avoida, there's Tfilis of Shabbos, there's a Torah of Shabbos, there's Torah and Tfilis and Avoida that belongs to Shabbos. Instead of giving a 10th grader a watered-down version of something, instead I'd rather he touches 10 minutes of something real that he doesn't even know what he touches. I'd rather there's an experience of Shabbos that a 50-year-old would come and, 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 and enjoy and, and gain from, and the tenth grader, unbeknownst to him, walked in to a, to a suit and sat there for three minutes, not even, and then walked out, but he touched real, something, he touched something real. Now, what goes on over Shabbos? So we have beautiful davenings. The Kabbalah Shabbos is very, very precious in here. The way the Hebrew greets each other and then together greets Shabbos. Then we try to share the very Torah between before Meir, very holy times, the onset of Shabbos. We then go to, this, go to the dining room. Together we make Kiddush. Then the beginning of the Suda, there's love. Every Yid's accepted. There's something magnificent. Some guy marches in. He doesn't even know what we're in the middle. He hasn't been by Kabbalah Shabbos. He hasn't been by the Shir. He marches in and he gets a hug. He's, he, he's hugged. He's appreciated. He's arrived. That's a big Shabbos Sugi that he's arrived. A Yid is here. That's Shabbos. Then he leaves. He goes back to his dorm. He doesn't even know we experienced Shabbos. He knows in the dining room. It was pretty friendly and warm. That was Shabbos. Not, people sat around, made Kiddush. Kiddush is Kiddush Kadashim. He doesn't even hear somebody in the front, like was, he was hearing a funny tune as a. The Seder, there was Kiddush, a group of people were Makadish. They said by Yechulah Hashemayim Hurts. They announced that Hashem's, and they pledged loyalty to Hashem. And they, 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 they're not going to be creative for the next 20 He doesn't even know what just happened. They just made Kiddush. There were people who, who said that Hashem's the creator of the world and are going to live that way for 24 hours. He's not sure. He knows, like, you're not supposed to eat. He sticks a pickle in his mouth before. They're not eating till they did so, like some law of laws. Okay, Poseidon, Poseidon. <laughs> He'll yet learn. He's young yet. He eats, he's sneaking his pickle and somebody's saying, Shao, okay, talks a little lower. But it's good. There was Kiddush went on. Then we have love. Then he leaves. When after he leaves, we sing Kari by Nolam Almaya. We sing about the Hashem, the creator of the world, beautiful words that our Messiah, Klal Yisrael, sings for hundreds of years, those words. And well before Ankari Bain was, 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 was um, created, 
people were singing the same ideas that was put down as these words, but the Messiah of what we're singing, we sing about Beis HaMikdash, L'Mikdash Sheikh Tov, which go back to, what we sing about the Beis HaMikdash, isn't it Shabbos? Shabbos and Beis HaMikdash have a tremendous connection. What the Beis HaMikdash is in place, Shabbos, when we sang, we sang in Shul together, what are we singing so much about the Beis HaMikdash? Isn't it, is it, is it Shabbos or Tisha B'Av today? What, what, what's happened? I come to shul and they're singing after the first three stanzas are Shabbos. Then the next one, two, three, four, five. Then the next, the next five are all about Beis HaMikdash. Mikdash Melech Ir Malucha. We turn to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Mikdash Melech. We say, Kumi Tzimi Toicha stand up. Beis HaMikdash, get out of the dirt. Arise, Mikdash. We talk to the Beis Hamikdash. Rav Lach Sheves You've dwelled in the valley of tears way too long. Stand up. It's time for Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Vuhu and pointing to Hashem and Hashem Yachmo Alayechemlo will have mercy on you. What? What are they getting so busy with the destroyed temple? Hisnari Meafer Kumi, rise from the dirt. Live she big day Svartech. Put on your beautiful garments. What are the garments of Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael, get dressed. You know, in Yeshiva, we say, take off your coat. We say, put on your clothing. Is Eretz Yisrael naked? What are we talking about? Yeah, it's missing Ami, your people. We'll consider, what is that, that with the clothing of Eretz Yisrael? Live she big day, svartech. Get dressed, Eretz Yisrael. You're unclothed. You're, you're, missing, you're missing something. Put on your clothing, which is what? Ami, my people. Al Yad ben Yishai beis Alachmi through the Mashiach, who's from beis Lechem, Karvel Nafshi, and then we turn to God. Very confusing song. We say to Hashem, Karvel Nafshi, that which is so close to my soul. Gala, Hashem, please redeem, redeem Gala, redeem her, bring her back to her glory. What's happening? Did I did I walk into Teshuvah? I thought it was Shabbos. But Shabbos is a place. What Shabbos is in time, the Beis Hamikdash is in space. Hashem's everywhere, but He created a place called Mikdash that it's easier to experience Him. He created a day called Shabbos. Hashem always is, but He created a day it's misogel to experience Him. And on Shabbos we think about Mikdash with a very parallel. On Shabbos, we're saying, on a time we experience Hashem, bring us back the place that we can always experience Hashem, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Bring us back to Beis HaMikdash. Bring us back to being able to experience. And that's what's so tied in to Shabbos Kaidash. And on Karibayin, the Klal Yisrael sings, we say, L'mikdash Sheikh Tov. Tov means Shuv, return us to the Beis HaMikdash. We sing in Yeshiva, Chazei Kiryasi, strengthen my city. Kayanai, Liviyai, bring us back to Kayhanim Leviyim. We're going to sing songs of Hashem. That's a Shabbos song. That's a Shabbos song, the day we experience Hashem. And we ask for that experience to be during the week as well. To have a Mikdash, to have a place we can live with you, Hashem. That's the songs of Shabbos. So we have Zmiris. After many of the guys have long left, people come up and they sing Karibayin. The Tempke doesn't even know we sang. And some of the guys who sing don't know what we sang, but it doesn't matter. It's being sung there. And somebody knows a little bit of what's sung and even just likes the tune. I don't like singing. I don't like singing either. 
We're not, we're, we didn't sing lullabies. Something happened. But fine, then there's Miris. Then the Divrei Torah shared. Okay, then we go to an Einig Shabbos. The Einig, the beginning. Sushi, Gishmak, a Bachar comes in. He didn't sing Limit Toshech Tov. He didn't, he didn't have in Kabbalah Shabbos. He didn't hear the Divrei Torah before Meir. Fine. He eats a little sushi, but he's eating sushi next to somebody who did sing Kabbalah Shabbos. Who did sing curry buns? Say, eats the sushi. Doesn't even know why the sushi tastes so good. It's fine. Eats sushi, and that's also Shabbos. He's loved. Come in for a little sushi. He comes in. He sneaks back in. He gets his sushi. That's also Shabbos. Hashem's children matter. That's also Shabbos. He gets a hug. He's arrived. You're also part of Shabbos. Come on in. You're welcome in. He eats some sushi. Then he leaves. After he leaves, divrei tiras miras If We sing kaechsay. Beautiful words. Mishayich nayam yirasecha. Fine. People are singing a beautiful song of longing, of connection to Hashem. Shabbos morning. The guy is sleeping in the dorm. We have a beautiful davening Shabbos morning. There's a kid there. Shabbat Kiva. Shabbat Kiva Balsam shares beautiful ideas and growth and, and, and person developing. Rai Brownstein in like two minutes shares like this pithy vert. That's like brilliant. Fine. Say that you didn't hear. You weren't there. We then come to base Medrash. I try to share some of the best Torah of the week in that half hour share. Did a, some guy still, he's, he's snoring in his bed, fine, but some of us are here for, I'm not making fun of him at all, and he's not ready for a shir, it's fine, but we come here, there's a Shabbos, and we have a shir, different things that we want to learn, precious to Shabbos Kodesh, and we try to learn some eon on Inyana Diyayma, things that are relevant to the parsha, to the time of the year, half hour shir. Then we go back to the Suda. He walks on in. He eats a, get a, a piece of challah. He gets a bolkola. He gets a roll to make. Does he even know what is? Well, he got two rolls. He was handed two rolls. Why are you giving him two rolls? Give him one. He was handed two rolls. There's, there's, there's something called man. There's lechem mishnah. There's stuff going on. He just knows. He's sleepy. He takes his two rolls, goes to his seat. Fine. Then he after he leaves again, the chevra comes forward and we sing the Shabbos day negunim. Yom zemechubad, beautiful baruch kelalyan ashanasa menucha. We sing songs of Shabbos. What I'm describing, Rabbi say, what I'm trying to describe is the questions do you tell the youngster? Should I tell a 10th grader that you should know that there are people, just know, like you're touching four minutes of Shabbos. The guy says, what are you talking about a great Shabbos? Should he know that somebody else, that his father, Zaydu, would come, would lose his mind from Shabbos? If you'd have some person who'd become from from Shabbos, you're young, you might have bad feelings, you might have insecurity, it's hard in the dining room, you might have ADHD, it's hard to sit, all different types of zachin. Mitzad Echad, I don't want him to have to force. You tell me everybody else likes it, I don't. And I trust. I don't know if I should tell him the secret. Mitzad Echad, I don't want to tell him what he's supposed to feel. So Mitzad Echad, let him be. I don't always tell the guy. He'll see, he'll see. Yeah, confidence. Beseder. People have a... Beseder, let it be. Mitzad Shani, the, there's a mile telling somebody. It's important to note. It's important to note because he has that in him himself. Much like we say every morning that what the angels, is not like we're trying to get jealous here. You describe the angels accepting all Malcha Shemayim, but where does that leave me? The answer is we have that too. Yes, there's this clarity, but there's a world of clarity that we're shaykh to, slowly, to, to break through to, and it's important to know about the world of angels. Now, our world is more important. 
Our world's the Tachlis Habri, and Hashem created the world. But it's important to know about the angels, the perfect angels. It's so striking to me that Shabbos, we start, and the day we're experiencing Hashem with a little more clarity, we say, angels, Shalom Aleichem. It's so cool that we like, we actually, the whole week I didn't say Shalom Aleichem. I wasn't always so in touch with the angelic world. And come Shabbos, I say, hey, Shalom Aleichem, angels. I'm on to you a little bit more. I'm on to you a little bit more. Shalom Aleichem, Alachei Asharis. Shalom Aleichem, you angels. I'm on to you guys a little more. I'm feeling something. I just came from shul. I just came from a mind Yidden. We're enjoying each other and greeted Hashem. Shalom Aleichem, Alachei Asharis. Angels, Shalom Aleichem. I'm so moved that the Gemara says that when people's houses are set up properly on Shabbos and you come home and the Shalom Bayis, the house is prepared for Shabbos, the angels bless Hashem. The angels are like, ah, this is the world. We weren't sure, Hashem. You told us this funny plan about making a world. We weren't, we were like, we were, we were nervous about such a world. Ah, the angels give a bracha. That world that does get it, that world that's afraid of this clarity, that sees a, almost the chil Hashem, Hashem, what are, you, what are you doing, Hashem? It says that when, when Rebekiva was being killed, the angels got very upset, started crying. They said, Hashem, what are you doing? This clarity, the tzaddik suffering, this clarity, what's happening, Hashem? What's this Hester? We can't handle it. Shem says, quiet, I'll turn the world back to nothingness. You don't understand my world. I want that this clarity. Quiet down, you angels. There's a world that I want, an opportunity that I want for a human being amidst this clarity. Amidst Hester, there's something I want. But I want the Yid to journey back to Shabbos. I appreciate. And those moments, the Yid comes back to Shabbos, sits with his family, and before we make Kiddush, the Yid turns to the angels and says, Shalom Aleichem, the angels. Shalom Aleichem, angels. I know there's a world of perfect clarity, and I know my world is not such clarity. But I've come to Kiddush. I'm making Kiddush in a few minutes. Shalom Aleichem, angel. With such confidence, angels that we typically don't talk to. All week, I, I, don't, I never said Shalom Aleichem once. Friday night, the Yidin is clarity, he makes Kiddush, before I make Kiddush, I turn to the angel, to that world that sees Hashem with clarity, to that world that knows, to that world that's different than ours, that doesn't have the Hester and the confusion and the challenges and the Nisyanus and all the obstacles. And I say, Shalom Aleichem. Nice to see you. Give him a hug. I'm touching your world. I'm, I'm entering a world of more clarity. And I've come to such a world and I even say, Bye, angels. It's me and Hashem. I'm higher than you, angels. There's a world we come to that, we, that, we, that we've conquered, that we've come to a world with our choice in a world of confusion. I'm making a kid. Shalom Aleichem, angels. Shalom. The angels. And the angels sit there and a certain amount are kafuf, are humbled. They give a bracha, it says, they're there's a certain humility. Aitsushta, when Maishu Rabbeinu explained to the angels what a human being is and spoke to Hashem, the angels gave him gifts. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a world, we live in an interesting world. We live with this clarity, it's true. We live with challenges, it's true. We live with struggle, it's true. That's the purpose of human being. Don't feel weird when you have struggle. 
Know you're a human and know that's the human opportunity. That's what it means Hashem created the world. That's what it means He gave us a Torah as the possibility through mitzvahs, through, it, uh, through a, a system of Torah to connect Hashem in our complicated world, with our complications, with our challenges. And on Shabbos, when we arrive, we say, Shalom Aleichem, angels. <laughs> Those angels, that world that, 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 that is sitting there with Hashem, we've gotten here too. Nice to meet you, angel. <laughs> I'm here too, but much more importantly, in the morning, I first described the angels be Mekabalo Malcha Shemaim. You guys with perfection, you, that world that sees, and then I, the, the Yid, who has challenges and struggles, I say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekenu, Hashem Echad. The Yid's also Mekabalo Malcha Shemaim. So I wanted to share this picture that Rai Shapiro, who introduced us to a world, I wanted a, a little bit chazer, the world he introduced us. I think there's so much depth there and understanding there and value to the world he introduced us. I wanted to just further dis- discuss his world that Rai Shapiro introduced us to. He did it. He learned the Gemara with us. Introduced. I asked the guys, today is called Yoy Mamiyochus. As we sit here, Be'ez Sivan is called Yoy Mamiyochus. On Yom HaMiyochus is a day, the second day we stood, we, stood, we, we stood at Har Sinai. Day number one, Hashem said, rest. Tarech HaDerech. We had just traveled. Hashem said, slow. Shmaitzavoy Tzilusa. Teshtayg, you need clarity and calmness. Day number one, Hashem said, rest. Relax. Get comfortable. Day number two, Hashem said to us a promise. I'm about to hand you a gift in a few days. And after day two, I want you to prepare for the gift. You're going to prepare on Vav Sivan, on the sixth day of Sivan, I'm going to hand you a life-changing gift. I want you to prepare for three days and three nights. And there was tremendous hachana for this gift, an intense preparation of three days, three nights. Before that period of intense preparation, Hashem made a promise. And the second day of Sivan today is called the Yayma Miyochas. Hashem said, I promise you, this gift is going to be life-changing. I spoke yesterday, before a person learns Torah, they have to know what they're learning has value and is precious. They have to know the value of the gift. And Hashem, I had a a funny story. Years ago, a guy gave my father a bottle of wine. I don't remember, it might have been for Shalach Manas. A few weeks later, the guy came back to my father and said, Do you still have that bottle? And my father sent me at a place he put wines he got, and it wasn't there. I looked. The guy said, what bottle? So my father asked, like, why do you, we don't have it anymore? So he said, shucks, I don't, I'm making up the numbers. The bottle was like worth $1,000, or very expensive, and he forgot to tell my father. We are like so frustrated, we drank it, we probably all said, oh, you're probably very dry, maybe my father liked it. <laughs> It, I wish I would have known it was like a $1,000 bottle of wine. Now, it doesn't mean I don't want to force chill. It doesn't mean I like $1,000. But it's good to know that people are into this. I at least like to figure out this is something that, that has time to people. It would be silly not to be aware. It's funny. We drank it. We probably all made funny faces. A little unbeknownst to us. I don't remember how much it costs. But the guy said it was an expensive bottle. He forgot to tell my father. Somehow, amidst the hub of everybody's giving shalach manas, he had gotten him a very expensive bottle. I don't remember. I remember my father asked me to look for it. I don't remember. I have to ask my father, have you ever told the guy that we drank it? And <laughs> I don't know what he told the guy. I know he asked me to look for it. And I know that where it was, it was an expensive bottle of wine. 
The reality is, it says, If you give a gift to your friend, you have to let him know. It would be Kedai to let a guy know this is a very good thing. To not tell him that would be silly. He won't know to look out for it, to celebrate it. You tell the guy this is quite expensive. Just let, I just want you to know, do with it what you want. This cost about $750,000. It's important to know. Before Hashem gave us the Torah, He let us know something. And He swore to us, I'm going to gift you a gift as a nation in a, in a few days, Vav Sivan. But I want to swear to you, you're going to me. You're going to be for me. You're going to be a mamleches kaihanim, a nation of priests. I'm about to give you the life-changing gift that's going to completely transform your people. I have read, I have read, I'm going to read it right now. I don't need to go to a guy, but we can go to a guy. You have to always ask, I, I was talking to a Bacher this morning, it's very important for a person to know how he makes others feel. I want to read to you a guy who was not a Jew lover. It doesn't, apparently, in his books, he's no Jew lover. It, could you get on your phone Mark Twain on the Jews? Momo, could you get Mark Twain on the Jew and bring it forward? I want to read it to the guys. I want to read Mark Twain, exact quote on the Jew. Mark Twain on the Jew. Thank you. Is it concerning the Jews? <laughs> Thank you. You ready? This is a quote from a guy who observed the Jews. If the, everybody listen to this quote. If the statistics are right, the Jews constitute but one quarter of one percent of the human race. You heard that? One quarter of one percent. How would you do that in decimals? Let's think. 0.25. Um, zero, not we're one percent, one in a hundred. We're zero. It's, it, a Jew constitute but one quarter of one percent of the human race. 0.25 of the human race. It, should, it suggests a nebulous puff of stardust lost in the blaze of the Milky Way. In a large, vast world, it's bubkis. Properly, the Jew ought to hardly be heard of, but he is heard of, has always been heard of. He is as prominent on the planet as any other people, and as important as extravagantly out of proportion to the smallness of his bulk. It's out of proportion. It makes no sense that he's this important on the world. His contributions to the world's list of great names in literature, science, art, music, finance, medicine, and abstruse learning are also very out of proportion to the weakness of his numbers. He has made a marvelous fight in this world in all ages and has done it with his hands tied behind him. Everything's slanted against anti-Semitism. He's beaten and pushed. And yet somehow he asserts. He could be vain of himself. If he wanted to be arrogant, he'd be excused for it. We'd actually excuse the Jew if he was a little haughty about it. Says Mark Twain, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, and the Persians rose, filled the planet with sound and splendor, then faded to dream stuff and passed away. The Greeks and Romans followed and made a vast noise and they were gone. 
other people have sprung up and held their torch high for a time, but it burned out. And they sit in twilight now and have vanished. The Jews saw them all, survived them all, and is now what he always was. Exhibiting no decadence, no infirmities of age, no weakening of his parts, no slowing of his energies, no dulling of his alert but aggressive mind. All things are mortal but the Jews. All other forces pass but he remains. What is the secret of his immortality? Strong question. And the answer is, on Be'ez Sivan, Hashem said, I'm going to hand you a gift. You're going to be my people. A nation of priests. You're going to be something that the world's going to know about me. The priest's job is to teach the Jewish people. What the Kayin is to the Yid, you're going to be to the world. The Goy Kadesh, an exalted people. And here... Here's my Torah. Thank you if you pass it to Momo. The secret to the Jew is that Hashem chose us. He took us out of Egypt. And then 50 days later, fifty days later, he handed us his precious Torah. That's the secret to the Jew. That God chose us. He chose us, desired us, and handed us a precious Torah. Said, study this and be loyal to this. And the promise that happened on Be'ez Sivan as we stood around Harsina is I promise you Jewish people you're going to forever be a holy nation. A nation, a priestly nation. Somebody that stands out with remarkable quality. Somebody that has a profound lesson to teach the universe. To the point that the enemies of Hashem historically if you want to fight with God what do you have to do? And the most evil, one of the most evil human beings who ever lived wrote this. If you want to start up with God, Amalek wanted to start up, and all the people, what's the only thing to do? Eliminate the Jew. Because they're the Am Hashem. They're the nation of Hashem. We say on Yom Tiv, Shimcha Godova Kaddish Aleinu Karasa, your great name you put on us. There's the nation that represents, they are God's people. God's people, the Am Hashem. There's a line we say in the Halukas, Am Kiravai, the nation that are the Kravim of Hashem. There's a Pasuk in the Torah, Banim Atem Lashem Lakechim, you're the children of Hashem. So Rashi, Atem Ruyim Liyais Naim, you should look good. Again, you should dress properly, it's the Am Hashem. You should represent properly, it's the Am Hashem. You're a nation that has an Isser Darais of Chil Hashem. You know what that means? One of the commands is the Torah is don't be a Chil Hashem. From young kids, learn in school, young ages, Chil Hashem. Oh. You know what the ramifications that you tell a kid, make a Kiddush Hashem, but what is Chil Hashem? <laughs> He's a young kid. He's like in third grade. talk about Chil Hashem. It's near, it's overwhelming to tell a third grader that. Chil Hashem, disgrace God's name. Yeah, you're a Yid. You're from the Am Hashem. Responsibility, opportunity. A Yid, you're the Am Hashem. He picked the nation. Hashem likes the entirety of the world. He likes every Chaviv and Adam. Precious as a human being. Shenivar B'Tselem Alekim is created in the form of Hashem. Every human being. Then he appointed one who's his nation. Am Kirevi. 
and gave them a mission. But how do we do it? What do we live by the Torah? Here's the Torah. Here's the Torah. We, we say every Halalukah, this, this line we say in the Halalukahs, that we say in the Halalukahs, Magid Dvarov Liyakov. To Yaakov, to Klal Yisrael, Hashem taught his words. Chukov Mishpatim. His chukim and his mishpatim. Li Yisrael, he handed it to Klal Yisrael. Layasachem l'chol goy. He didn't do that for any other nation. U mishpatim bal yadom. He didn't tell them the mishpatim. Hallelujah. Praise as your name, Hashem. We're so appreciative what you've taught us and trained us. So I want to sing today on the Yom HaMyochus. If we could sing V'atem Tiulim Amleches Kehanim. I started it after Shachris. I'm way too high the key. So we have to start on a lower key. It is a high, high part. Yosef, you'll do a much better job. Give us a low key for V'atem Tiulim. Oh, here's this one. V'atem Mamma, let's go, Yanni. 
You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.